We are expecting consequential developments from the school board tonight, meeting again just 10 days after their vote to start the school year, uh, offering an option of a hybrid plan with students in classrooms at least a couple of days a week. In the past 10 days, well, it seems like something has changed. Hence the meeting tonight. But to help put this in more perspective, School Board President Scott McFarland joins us live this afternoon. Scott, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks, Jim. Should we assume that there will, in fact, be a change in the back-to-school plan uh, implemented tonight by the Springfield School Board? Yeah, look, I mean, we've been pretty clear on this, uh, that we were watching the county numbers and uh, hoping that uh, we would see... Uh, a mitigation of the spread of this thing so we can offer in-person learning to students. Uh, but we also said we'd be watching those numbers closely up until the start of the school year. And uh, we since our last board meeting, uh, the positivity rate has gone up 44%. So it's definitely going in the wrong direction. And so we decided that instead of waiting until our Monday meeting uh, to uh, have this conversation, we want to give folks as much time as possible to plan for what uh, is the uh, start of the school year is going to look like. So that's why the board's going to be discussing tonight uh, an option to do for most of our students uh, remote to start on the 31st. Well, it's easy to second guess from the sidelines, but there were a lot of people saying 10 days ago that the numbers were problematic. The superintendent said that nine out of 11 doctors she talked to locally said they would start with remote only. Uh, and that would have been 10 more days for parents to be able to to plan for a full remote schedule. So uh, in retrospect, should this have been done 10 days ago? Uh, I don't believe so. And here's why. We have 6,200 students registered for a hybrid plan and i do believe that for a lot of our students remote learning is not the best way uh to support their education that being said our teachers are going to do the, uh, an amazing job providing remote learning we've been working with them i was on the phone with them all day today working with our union to get remote learning up and ready to go uh, but many of our students do need that in-person support so my hope was uh that the county would take some responsibility. The county residents take responsibility and try to mitigate the spread. But that hasn't happened. So we gave folks uh, some more time to get this thing under control. And unfortunately, it hasn't gone under control. So here's where we're at. And that's 6,000 sets of parents who, for the last 10 days, believed they would be sending their children into classrooms on August 31st. And now we're likely to be told after tonight that they won't be doing that uh, at any time uh, during the course of the school week, at least to start. Uh, what happens to them? And is the district offering anything for families that are going to be coping with real concerns about child care and, and how to, to make sure that this remote learning five days a week goes the way it's supposed to? Well, and first off, we were going to keep that hybrid cohort together as much as possible. So you're going to be with a teacher who will be teaching hybrid as well. So if and when we can go into a hybrid model, then the, the classroom and the teacher will transition over. So there wouldn't be any kind of loss or having to switch teachers up. That's our goal. And in terms of uh, child care, we're working with our local partners. We're also working with our uh, in-house scope team to figure out what we can do for uh, as many parents as we can. But, of course, uh, this is this is rough on everybody. I'm, uh, I signed up my three kids for a hybrid model, and uh, my wife and I work. So it's going to be rough for everybody, unfortunately. But we cannot 
look at the numbers as they've continued to increase and say that we can put 6,000 kids into our schools right now. The uh, resolution going before the school board tonight uh, provides that the superintendent administrators may, uh, quote, identify and prioritize small appropriate groups of students for in-person hybrid instruction prior to the implementation of the full hybrid model. What does that mean? It means that for some of our students who, again, need that in-person support, be it because they have a an individual education plan or because they're in a cohort of some sort that needs that extra educational support one way or the other, uh, that if it is uh, possible to do, we can allow those uh, students into our school. So I see this resolution as kind of a transition. It's not full remote. It is not full hybrid. It is allowing the administration to determine when they see it practical and safe to have some of our kids uh, pro- provide that in-person learning at least on occasion. And then when hopefully soon we get this uh, this spread of the virus down to a manageable level again, we can start talking about a hybrid for all of those students who sign up for the hybrid model. And keep in mind, we, we've seen a lot of pictures out of Georgia and other states where they're cramming kids in these schools. Half of our students signed up for remote. And they're going to be remote for the whole semester. So now we're talking about only half our population. And then we're going to be talking about an A-B model. So students would only be in for two days a week. So then you're only talking about half of that. So for most of our buildings, when we are able to go hybrid, you're talking about a quarter of the usual population in those buildings. For a lot of our elementary schools, it's going to be less than 75 kids a day. So I think the, it's manageable inside our buildings. The problem is the spread outside of our buildings that we cannot control. We're talking with Scott McFarland, Springfield School Board President, a special board meeting starting just over an hour from now to consider this revision in the back-to-school plan. And this calls for the, the school board to review conditions at each regular board meeting. You meet every other week uh, most of the time. Uh, occasionally there will be a, a Monday off, but usually it's every other Monday to review local conditions to determine when the hybrid model will open. What's going to be the metrics? What will you use to make that determination about when you can, A, start these small group uh, sort of transitions into hybrid and then ultimately to go to full hybrid? Uh, will, will there be some concrete criteria laid out so parents know what to expect? Yeah, and that's the conversation where we plan on having the night and then also with our administration moving forward. Uh, in terms of the uh, metrics for those small groups, if the resolution passes tonight, that will be up to the administration to determine what those groups would be and what the metrics would be to determine if they can go into schools or not. And in terms of the larger allowing for a full hybrid model, that would be up to the board as well. And you're right, we do meet twice a month. Uh, and uh, I'll put it this way. I mean, if, if we continue to see uh, numbers where they are or where if we unfortunately see those numbers increase in terms of positivity rate or any of the other metrics we're looking at, then it's going to be a very easy conversation every one of those meetings. We're going to say it's not on the agenda because we can't open up. So we're going to be looking at uh, uh, where our, our trend line is as we move forward. So this is not going to be a start and stop. Oh, we're going to talk about every single week so no one's going to know what's going on. You're going to understand we're going to be moving towards hybrid because we're going to see a noticeable trend line down in our positivity rate and the other metrics. And we're going to start talking about, okay, if this continues, then we can start talking about a start date. So, And then even when the board votes on a start date, 
Uh, the superintendent has said that it would take at least two weeks to get a to open up hybrid from when we vote on. So I don't want any parent thinking that we're going to flip a light switch here and one night the board is going to say, yep, we're good to go hybrid, and then we're going to go hybrid. That's not the way this is going to work. This will be a transition into an ability to provide in-person learning to our students who have asked for it. At the meeting 10 days ago, uh, you said that one of the reasons you were voting for that hybrid was because we need to have a hybrid model for whenever it can be implemented, if not at the start of the school year, at some point, uh, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Where are we in developing that hybrid model and in answering the hundreds of questions that teachers had about it so that if those metrics do improve in the next several weeks, you can actually implement a, a hybrid plan? Yeah, as I mentioned uh, earlier, too, we're in impact bargaining right now. What that means is it's bargaining outside of our normal bargaining time because there's a mitigating circumstance, of course. The mitigating circumstance is the virus here. So we've been meeting uh, for uh, uh, quite a while with our, our bargaining team on the administration side as well as the union side, and we've narrowed down the conversation to – uh, a handful of discussion items that we're working on and going back and forth on. So we definitely are getting close to uh, uh, an idea of what this is going to look like in terms of what our teachers are asking for to make sure they're protected and also make sure their students are protected and also working on the scheduling, too. Um, today in the conversations, we were looking at schedules uh, potentially for uh, all our elementary, middle school, and high school. So they we're definitely moving in the right direction on that. Uh, the union is uh, working hard with us. The administration is working hard to come to uh, a plan that's going to be put together. And I know uh, we also resolved that the uh, superintendent would bring forward her uh, plan for both the remote and hybrid at the next normal business meeting, which would be Monday. So we're uh, working towards that, and I know the superintendent's working towards that as well. Uh, one other uh, provision in the resolution to be voted on tonight, uh, it says that the district will provide remote feeding at 24 school sites across the city beginning on August 24th. Now, August 31st is actually the scheduled first day of classes. So what will that look like uh, and, and how how is that going to unfold as far as uh, parents of children who may need uh, some food assistance when the children won't be at school? It's basically an expanded model of what we did in the springtime. We're having more sites available. And the reason why we're starting the 24th is that's when the original start date of school was going to be before we pushed it back to the 31st. And we want to make sure that our parents and uh, students uh, have that support, as you mentioned. So it will look quite a bit like uh, what, it's gonna, uh, what it did in the spring. And I know the superintendent's going to be discussing that at the board meeting as well, too, tonight to kind of go over that. The uh, district uh, has a, a major contract every year with first student for transportation. If students are not coming to school buildings, what becomes of that contract? Do you continue to have to pay them and have them on standby? Will there be some ability to utilize buses to uh, transport food to students who may have a harder time getting to one of the school sites? How, how does that all work? Yeah, I will say First Student has been very amicable in all these conversations we had over the springtime, the summer, uh, and also our transportation department uh, has been working very closely with them to kind of put plans together one way or the other. Uh, and so all those are on the table. The real uh, benefit, though, is we also have that CARES Act money, which is allowing us to cover a lot of our losses that we may run into. Uh, I, don't, I don't anticipate having the first uh, student contract be paid at 100% in the end of this first student but we're able to mitigate some of those losses 
with those that CARES Act fund as well too. So um, we're we're working to try to provide as much support as we can, uh, transportation wise, especially if and when we go hybrid, we'll have that ready to go. Scott, this may get discussed tonight, but as we we talked about a little bit ago, there were parents who were expecting that their children would be in school a couple of days a week. That looks like it won't be happening now. And some of those parents may be scrambling to try to figure out how to make sure their children's taken care of and, and make sure they can get to work and do all those things. If somebody's just really in a lurch here, just doesn't know where to turn, where should they turn? Uh, they should contact the, uh, the district uh, in order to discuss the, what options may be available. And I, again, I don't have a full uh, idea of what those options are because the superintendent's working on them right now. Uh, but also, um, there are organizations around the, the town that can help uh, folks with that, too, and I know the district has a listing of those. So I would start by contacting the district, and then we'll work with you from there to figure out what we can help you with. The meeting is underway a little more than an hour from now. Live coverage coming up here on WMAY. Scott McFarland, Springfield School Board President. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jim.